1: And now, it's time to get to work. Well, Adam, the first round of the draft finally ended. And as we were joking, as we were virtual watching it together, that uh, the rest of the draft would be able to be held in Las Vegas because of how long the first round was going but it was at least worthwhile because the Broncos got what both of us feel like is the best receiver in this draft, the most complete receiver in this draft in Jerry Judy. And this finally ends the talk of John Elway not taking players from the university of Alabama.
0: Yeah, we can, we can put that one to rest, which is great. Uh, The other interesting aspect of this, and I just will make mention of it now here, as we watch the draft unfold and, and, and throughout the buildup of the draft, uh, the big I guess the big name that always stuck out the most was Henry Ruggs. And the the fact that Henry Ruggs went early, right? He, or a little bit earlier. He went to the to the Raiders at thirteen. Um the the idea that Jerry Judy, who a lot of people had as the best receiver in the draft, was still there at fifteen. John Elway didn't have to make a a move to go up to get the receiver that uh, apparently was the highest on his board and he didn't have to do anything crazy it was just sit and wait and get your player and they got the guy that they appeared to want uh, even though everybody else was really excited about uh Henry Ruggs the 3rd that to me says a lot about John Elway and and his growth within the draft right the the fact that he was uh, able to assess sort of the draft scenario, and really determined that he wasn't going to have to make a move. He wasn't going to have to waste draft capital to go up and get Jerry Judy or any other receiver. And things just kind of fell into place. So I have no doubt that Elway probably had some type of contingency plan, whether it was the receiver started going early, so he knew he was going to have to make a move, or uh, the receivers were all gone and maybe he was going to move back. But the ability to assess the draft as it's happening and wait and, and not overreact. Fantastic. And again, Jerry Judy probably is of those top three receivers probably is the number one receiver on the board. And now he's wearing a Broncos uniform. So you really can't complain there.
1: I don't think you can complain at all because when you think about what he's going to be able to bring to this offense, when you're going to be able to put him opposite Cortland Sutton, that's a wide receiver wide receiver duo that is has the potential to be scary good. And this offense has the potential to be scary good because Jerry Judy can do it all. He can play inside in the slot. He can play outside. He can beat you with speed. The thing that he does is he does it all, and he can do it very well. He can run routes he creates separation. He gets open. He catches everything thrown his way. He can he just he is everything the Broncos need in this offense to play opposite Cortland Sutton. And as you would expect with a receiver, as he said on uh I guess the Zoom conference call that he did with Denver Media after his pick, as James Palmer said, Jerry Judy came off confident, saying he's the best receiver in the draft. And the reason and the reason is route running and how he creates separation. He also believes he's equally good inside or outside, can get open versus press or off. I know how to get open. I I just the thought of Cortland Sutton and now Jerry Judy and Noah Fant and Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon and Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton. With Drew Locke, this is now an offense that has the potential to again be scary good.
0: Yeah, it's points, right? I, I, and we've talked about it ad nauseum since since the end of the season, since before the end of the season, uh, you know, th- throughout the course of the last few seasons, we've talked about the big need in Denver is points. They have had a defense that has kept them in games and they haven't been able to win those games because they haven't been able to score points. And they were close, I think, in 2019. I think there were uh, there were flashes and they they stayed in games and they lost close games. Imagine an offense that can put points on the board and the defense doing the same thing. That's a, that's a team that's going to win games. Now, I, I don't know necessarily that this puts them over the top. Obviously, there's... Uh, there, there's a lot there, but you could also tell not just the excitement from John Elway, uh, you know, he, his, his excitement, you could, I, you kind of see if you were watching the draft, he was kicked back. He was relaxed every time they showed him, he had a big smile on his face. Uh, he was, you know, chilling in his office, very, very calm, cool and collected, but also from the reaction of the players. And I, we talked about, as we were watching, uh, the, the clip of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb who were watching from a distance with each other, much like we were uh, on a Zoom call watching the draft and Von Miller doing his his jumping up and down and getting very excited. But but then on top of that, the one that makes me the most excited is Drew Locke and the video that he posted about being excited, Jerry, Judy, baby, let's go. He was very excited, talked about uh, getting him in the fold. He even in the video said, uh, let's get together. he go through the playbook with him tonight. If he wanted to, that to me is, is huge. That's a a quarterback, a young quarterback who has the potential to be the face of this franchise moving forward, who is being given weapons, being given an opportunity to grow in this offense. And the excitement is there. And I know it's, it's draft day. Like it's every time you go through a draft, one of the things that always stands out to me is just how excited you should be. It's, it's a new player, it's a chance for your team to get better, and you should be excited. As a fan, you should be excited, and as players for the team, you should be excited. But I will say, adding Jerry Judy, just like you said, to all of those other weapons, and giving Drew Locke that, that extra player, that guy who's going to be a, a good complement to Cortland Sutton on the outside, or even in the slot, or wherever they choose to play him, That that's an opportunity there for the Broncos to take that next step into playoff contention. And I really do think that this is a move that can help them get to that point of playoff contention. And and that's really the direction they have to be moving at this point.
1: I, I'm still blown away by the fact that Jerry Judy was there for the Broncos to pick at 15 because he really is the best receiver in this draft. I, I think – C.D. Lamb was really close and Elway had the chance to pick either one of them, which is even more unfathomable to me that two of the best receivers in the draft were there for Elway's picking. And as you said to me, when we were waiting, waiting for the pick is we'll find out who Elway really likes now, who he had as his favorite. And it was obviously Jerry Judy. And, the thing that makes it exciting is not just the pick and what it does for Drew Locke and for Cortland Sutton and for Noah Fant and for Philip Lindsey and for Melvin Gordon and for Pat Shermer. This gives Pat Shermer two receivers now like he had in Minnesota with Stephen Diggs and Adam Thielen. That could give you an idea of what this offense could look like in terms of two receivers and a tight end and a running back. But the thing that it does is it gives Broncos country a reason to be excited about offense again, which is something that has not been here since the 2013 season when Peyton Manning threw 55 touchdown passes and torched every single defense except for Seattle. So the fact that Broncos country can get excited about a pick, but also for the offense because as we've been saying since January when John Elway and Vic Fangio had their season-ending news conference where they said they need to get speed and they need to be able to score points because that's how you beat the Kansas City Chiefs they're on the path now with this offense
0: yeah absolutely i you know it's interesting i don't think either one of us is uh is saying that this puts them over the hump right there there are there are clearly holes that this team still needs to fill and there's you know 24 more years of the 2020 draft. If if I'm just going by the metric of time that was used in the first round, we'll be here for several more years to finish rounds two through seven. But it is a start. It is the arrow continuing to point in the right direction. We talked a lot at the end of the 2019 season during Drew Sember about the arrow being pointed in the right direction, about the pendulum starting to swing back towards the Broncos being competitive in the AFC West and the and 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 really fighting for a playoff spot. This is this is that continuation of the pendulum swing and with another year of Vic Fangio as head coach and what he's going to do with that defense, obviously they I believe will get better because it will be another year under the team's belt with him sort of running the show there a new offensive coordinator might be a little bit scary because the offense everybody that was in it last year is gonna to have to learn a new offense in 2020 but that that's okay you're adding new weapons you've added some weapons in melvin gordon and now and now jerry judy and Cortland Sutton another year with Drew Locke Noah Fant another year with Drew Locke there's there's really no doubt that the, again, it's a it's a pendulum swing, and, and we all know that uh, you know sports is one of those things that's a bit cyclical. You're you're good for a while, and then you struggle for a while, and if you're lucky, you're you're a fan of a franchise that the pendulum swings back uh, from being bad to good more often than not. And in Denver, we've grown accustomed as Bronco fans, as members of Broncos country, to that pendulum often being in the good side, and it does feel like it's going to continue to swing back to that good side where we're going to be excited for Sundays. We're going to be uh, happy Sunday evening and Monday evening when they've won their games. It's not going to be uh, you know, looking for positives after a loss. It's going to be talking about wins, and that's going to be something that continues to be uh, a big part of this team. And Jerry Judy is another piece to that puzzle, another little another little bit that you can add in, that's going to keep that pendulum swinging back to the good for the Denver Broncos.
1: The other reason I like this pick of Judy is like like Elway and his front office have done the last two years, is they've focused on leaders and captains with these picks. And that's Jerry Judy. He is a guy who will lead by example. He was a leader for the for the Alabama football team and that's a team that has had monster success over the last ten years. And the thing that I love about him is he was on a interview with 850KOA with Brandon Cristal and Ryan Edwards. And Ryan asked Judy what he can do to get to help Drew Locke. And Judy's answer was get open
0: the perfect answer
1: because that's what a receiver has to do. Just get open. And drew Locke has shown that if you get open, he'll make the throw to get it to you.
0: Yeah. I, you know, what's really fascinating here is in Judy, what you have is a guy who I think can get open, who, who has the ability to, uh, to shake his defender and, and make it easier on the quarterback. Whereas Cortland Sutton on the other side is the type of receiver that he's going to make the tough catch. He's going to go, he's going to, he, he can get open as well, but he also has the ability to make a catch in traffic to go up uh, with a defender and still come down with the football, which we've seen oftentimes from, uh, you know, from Cortland Sutton, some amazing catches in 2019 for sure. And so that is, those two things coupled together, again, along with those other weapons, along with what Noah Fant is going to be able to do in year two, along with what Philip Lindsay is going to be able to do, along with what Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton are going to be able to do, along with the addition of Melvin Gordon. It, it's, it's all addition at this point. It's all sort of adding that stuff in and making the team better step by step. And having a receiver like Judy, who, as you said, is probably the best receiver that was in this draft who has the ability to get open and if I'm drew lock, man, I, I, and, and we've already seen it excitement. There is a lot of excitement for drew lock because he knows that he's got the opportunity with these players to keep getting better with this offense.
1: And when you consider the fact that Judy feels like he's the best receiver in the draft, the fact that he fell to 15 could serve as a motivating factor to him that there were teams that doubted me. I'm going to want to prove them wrong. And that can be, a, a, whether or not it'll make him any better, it it may motivate him to work harder, to, to do the things that he doesn't do well to work on and get better at to make him an even more complete player. I There's always, you mentioned at this point in the draft that Every, every fan of every team feels like they got better. And even Roger Goodell said that at the beginning of the, the virtual draft. What it does, though, and, every, and every, every fan will love every pick unless it's the Jets.
0: Contractually obligated to boo, right?
1: I think with this pick, you can legitimately look at it and say it makes the Broncos better. It makes the offense better because it doesn't just make the offense better. It makes Cortland Sutton better. It makes Drew Locke better. And that's what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now is how can you make Drew Locke better? And there's going to be people who are disappointed. The Broncos didn't get a tackle. Well, the, the good ones were gone by the time they drafted at 15 and they got the most complete receiver In the draft, there are going to be people who say CeeDee Lamb, totally get it, but Elway had the opportunity to choose between both of them, and he chose Jerry Judy, and I I don't think you could have gone wrong with either one of them, and the fact that the Dallas Cowboys were able to get CeeDee Lamb and now pair him with Amari Cooper, that's a pretty decent offense now when you add in Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott that's a pretty good offense too I like what the Broncos have right now because Courtland Sutton is an unbelievable talent and now you pair him with Jerry Judy I don't want to keep hitting the repeat button but that that duo can be scary good
0: Without question. Without question. I, I think the other thing that's that's really interesting here is if if you had said that the Broncos got Henry Ruggs, we would have been ecstatic about that. If you had said that the Broncos had, had drafted C D Lamb, we would have been ecstatic about that. You're telling us that the Broncos got Jerry Judy. We're ecstatic about that, right? There's there's really no change in our excitement about the Broncos draft with any one of those three receivers. What I will say though, and and I think this is the point that you've made very eloquently the complete receiver that Jerry Judy is, is better than the speed receiver that Henry Ruggs is, or the receiver that CD lamb is, which is also a very complete receiver. It's just, and maybe we're splitting hairs here. Maybe we're talking about, you know, you know, sort of millimeters of, of measurement, but you're still talking about getting what I think most people think was, or who most people think was the best receiver in the draft. And so there, there really is no loser here in this, at least as far as the fans go. We're, we're very excited. There, there are certainly going to be uh, some, some shifts in the offense and who the starters are and, and what happens with certain players. But if you look at this team right now, just the way that they are constituted, you have to be excited about what they are right now and the direction that they're headed. And it's, and it's just the beginning. You've still got round two to look forward to. You've got rounds three, four, five, six, and seven. So you've got 112 more years of draft, if my math calculations are correct, about how long it takes to get through a round of the draft. And so buckle up and, you know, get yourself something to eat and drink because it's a long journey.
1: You might need to get two meals. I will say this, I... I'm glad that we had this distraction, despite the fact that it felt like it took forever. The one thing that I'm disappointed at is we had to listen through Trey, listen to Trey Wingo, and deal with Trey Wingo. I would have much preferred Rich Eisen. I, I I just maybe I'm splitting hairs, but I would have much preferred to have Rich Eisen host this than Trey Wingo.
0: You got to imagine Rich is, it is is Rich hosting on, on Friday night or is he, does he have the weekend? I wonder, I guess, I guess we'll find out. I'm not, I don't really know, but you're right. Uh, when you have a, a talent like Rich Eisen, it's, it would have been nice to hear from him. When you're talking about talking heads, you, you want the best. And to me, Rich Eisen is the face of the NFL when it comes to who presents the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rich Eisen is the NFL network. When you turn on the NFL network on Sundays, who do you see? You see Rich Eisen. So I I was surprised that Trey Wingo was the guy they turned to for the first night of the draft.
1: And considering that his partner used to be Stuart Scott, they were not as cool as the other side of the pillow with Trey Wingo. But all that matters at this point is the Broncos got – a complete receiver to to pair with Cortland Sutton, to give Drew Locke the ability to now test the field, to move the ball and to score points because that has, has been what this offense has lacked as we've been saying for five years. And it's, it, it's awesome to be excited about offense again. You've been listening to mile high report radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com.
0: And as always, go Broncos.